Good morning, everyone. It is time for another sermon. This is a Sunday morning sermon. And, um, well, I'm just really excited. So, uh, of course, I'm always excited. But uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, we're going to be in Romans chapter 8 predominantly today. And Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 8 and Romans chapter 6. So let's pray and we're just going to get right into it. Lord, thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you for this sermon that I'm about to preach, this message that you gave me, Lord. Please put the words in me and let your spirit move through me into the hearts and the minds and the very souls of every single person that hears this sermon today. You be lifted, Lord. You be praised. Everything for you. All for you, Lord God Almighty. All for you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We love you and we come together today to be brought ever closer to you. If there's an unbeliever that, that, that watches this video, even a piece, please let a seed be planted in them that you will water, bringing them close to you and unto eternal life, Lord, saved by the blood of Jesus. And let any believers that hear this sermon, let their hearts be opened evermore to you. Draw them in close to you, Lord, and turn them more than just believers, but into followers, into servants of God. Truly given over to you. God is in control. And only you, Lord, are in control. Only you. We pray and we ask these things, Lord, humbly before you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read 11 through 14. And hopefully I won't stumble over my words quite so much as I just did a few minutes ago. But God has laid it on my heart to pick it up a bit. So I'm going to pick it up. 8, 11 through 14. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now you may be thinking to yourself, you have preached this sermon a lot. I have. I have preached this sermon quite a bit. In fact, God has been laying this sermon on me for a long time. In fact, I've been living these very words. And God has changed me. I am not the person I was even a year ago. I'm definitely not the person I was two years ago. I'm, I'm absolutely not the person I was six years ago. Six years ago, I was saved. A little shorter, a little shy, a few months shy of two years ago, I was called to this ministry. And a year ago, 
less than a year ago, God just He set me on a on on a path that is truly amazing. Beyond just being called, beyond just submitting. I, I, I can't put it into words, but I want to live every single day for Him only. Only for Him. And that love only for Him radiates and permeates throughout my life. And I love my wife more through God's love than I ever did before. I love everyone through God's love, through the love that I give to Him and the love that He has for me. I can't explain it. But what I do know is I want to share this with you. I want you to feel this love, this peace that I have. My wants used to be here and my needs here. But now my needs and my wants are on the same plane. I don't want any of the stuff that this world offers. Oh, I need some of it. You know, I need the food that grows out of the ground, and you know, um, you know, I need, I need, you know, uh, meat, and um, I need meat. Not everyone does. Daniel, he he ate vegetables only. You know, we're not supposed to judge each other by what you know we we eat or what you know our body needs. We're not supposed to judge each other by anything. God's the judge. You know, I, I, I need things of this world, but I don't have to live of this world. Or even in this world, really, to receive the things that I need. All I need to do is live in Jesus. Live for Him. Now, given I have to work and, you know, pay bills, and but I'm not living just to live. I'm living for Him. And He provides everything that I need. And, and that's what I want to share with everyone. That you don't have to play by this world's rules. Does that mean I don't have to keep any of the laws in place? God himself said. Keep the law, you know, keep, keep laws, you know. Whoever's in charge, you know, follow the laws that they've set in place. But do not do what they do. Their fruits are corrupt. Do not let your fruit be corrupted too. Live every day for Jesus Christ. In order to live every day for Jesus Christ, we need to do, as, as verse 14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we need to be led by God. We need to be led by His example, not living in our own sins, not wallowing in our own sins, and, and, and making it just a small place for God, as many people do. Many people say, oh, you know, I believe in God, but, you know, I'm going to just continue to do whatever I want to do. Maybe they don't say that out loud, but that's what they do. You've heard the saying, actions are louder than words. Well, they are. If you want to live, if you want to truly believe in Jesus, you have to live for Jesus. And that's turning away from everything in this world. Your own desires, not twisting God's word to meet you, to do what you want. Taking God's Word as literal and living by it as it's written. I know that's hard to do. Nigh impossible. Just like it's impossible to love one another as Jesus loves us. But Jesus 
told his disciples, and we are his disciples, love one another as I have loved you love one another. Because if we're ever striving towards that goal, then we're leaving everything in this world behind to do it. Don't leave the people behind. Bring them with you. Grab them and be like, come, let's love Jesus together. But all the things that try to draw us away from Jesus Christ, from God Almighty, we're to leave it behind. Our own wants and desires need to be only Him. If you're married, you and your wife should love God first. Or you and your husband should love God first. And God made us, man and woman, from the beginning for a reason. A man will leave his mother and father and join with his wife. And they will be one flesh. Live for Jesus. This is just the beginning. Let's move on. Romans chapter 6. Verse 7 through 12, and then I'm going to read verse 23. And then I'm going to read something to you that God gave me earlier in the week that I, that I had to write down. And um, I'm going to read it. My handwriting's awful, but I'm going to read it as God gave it to me. So, Romans 6, 7 through 12. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no dominion over Him. Now, let me go back to verse 7. For he that is dead is freed from sin. He that is dead in the flesh. He that is dead in this world, but he that only knows Jesus. Now, does that mean that, oh, I don't know Jesus, but, you know, if I die, then, then, then I'm free from sin and I get to go to heaven? No. If you're dead, you can sin no more. But if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then there's only one way you can go, to the place where all sinners go. But if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then when you die, you're freed from sin and you ascend and be with Him. What, what's being said here is, we are sinners in the flesh. And death is the absolute. No longer are we bound by the flesh because we are dead. But if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we're not bound by the flesh anymore anyway. And death is the end of our struggle as believers and followers in Jesus. But if we're not believers and followers, then death is only the beginning of our struggle. Because even though we cannot sin anymore, those of us or those of those that do not believe now have to pay for those sins. It's something that I don't want for anyone. Not any enemy I've ever had. 
And I don't personally have any enemies, but I have people that consider me an enemy. Many of which consider me an enemy because I submit to God. Let me continue. Verse 9, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. So, if we believe in Jesus, if we have given our lives over Him, to say if we have prayed the prayer asking God to come into our lives to baptize us in the Holy Spirit, to come live within us and given our very lives to Him, that upon our death we are not bound to the grave. We are not bound to the grave. The law, the law of Moses, the commandments, all of those are for sinners that are bound in the grave. Now, that doesn't mean that we can just go around sinning willy-nilly because we're saved. No, what that means is if we keep the commandments of God, if we try to live that life for Jesus, that when we die, we are free from that condemnation. We are free from the law that leads us to death. We are free from this world and we are delivered unto eternal life in heaven. The law was created to keep men right with God. But ultimately, it was impossible for man to stay right with God because men and women of this world are inevitable sinners. So Jesus had to come and suffer and die and resurrect and ascend so that we are saved from this sin that we have a really hard time keeping ourselves from. Now through Jesus Christ you can choose to turn away from a whole bevy of sins that you never had the power to before. I myself used to be addicted to pornography. I used to be I used to, every other word was an F word. I used to be addicted to gaming. I, I, I played video games five hours a day, every day. My entire life, pretty much. My poor wife, I, she, I, there was no time for her. I was addicted to everything in this world. I wanted everything. I wanted to taste everything. I wanted to feel everything. I wanted to do everything in this world and God delivered me from all of it. All of it. The sins that I could choose to turn away from, I have turned away from. Only a choice few I struggle with on a daily basis and these are those that everyone struggles with. Pridefulness. Wrath. Gluttony, something I struggle with. I love food. 
Some people struggle with gluttony in a different way. There's more than just eating too much. There's gluttony in other areas that I was gluttonous in that I turned away from. Now I'm only gluttonous really in the one area and that's, I like eating a bit too much. I used to be 300 pounds, over 300 pounds. God has delivered me from so much, but I will forever struggle with some sin. I will forever struggle with it as long as I live in the flesh on this planet. But upon my death, I am freed from those sins because I have chosen to turn away from them and seek Him. If I stumble, I, I, I pick myself up. I repent to God. I ask Him for forgiveness. I, 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 I name the sin that I have fallen into. I ask Him to, to deliver me from it, to forgive me of it. Put me back upon that path that He has laid before me and give me the strength to walk it. We must be repenting of our sin. As believers and followers, disciples of Jesus Christ, we can repent if in our hearts we truly want to turn away from that sin, we can repent. If in our hearts we truly want to live only for Jesus, we can repent. But everyone that knows not Jesus, that lives not for Him, repentance is not a gift given to them. They have not repented. Not until they know Jesus, until they've asked Jesus into their heart, until they've asked Him to baptize them in His Holy Spirit, until they have given their lives over to Him and chosen to live for Him. They have not that. They have not repentance. They have not eternal life in heaven. Only The only thing they have is this world. And this world, if you're living for this world, it leads to death and damnation. I know y'all are probably tired of hearing me say it, but it's truth and it's life. And as long as God is laying upon my heart to say it, I'm going to say it. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to yell it to the mountaintops because I want every single person to be saved. I want every single person to know eternal life. I don't want anyone to perish. That's part of that love that God gave me. I don't want that for anyone. I want everyone to know Jesus the way I do, even closer, even greater than I know Jesus. Verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love that scripture. Romans 6, 23. I'm going to say it one more time. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm going to read this message. Message. God gave me this in the middle of the week, and I, and I, and I wrote it down as He gave it to me. Sometimes He'll give me stuff, and I won't write it down, and then I, don't, I can't remember it in its entirety later on. But I wanted to write this down so that I could remember it as He gave it to me and read it to you. <clears throat> Unbelievers are bound to death and hell. 
true believers are not bound to the law because of the Spirit. Our flesh will die. But if we turn away from sin, the law doesn't bind us because Jesus already paid that price. Isn't that amazing? I've said that in so many words many times, but I've never said it like, like God delivered it to me. And you know, He'll give you amazing things like that too. If you're, in a, if you're in a state of submitting unto Him, a state of servitude. If you're in a place, in a state of constant prayer and constant worship and praise, you will receive many great and wonderful and mighty things through God that He will then give you to give to others. It's, a, it's the most beautiful and wonderful feeling in the world to be loved by God. And not just something, oh yeah, you know, God loves me, but to feel it, to see it, to experience it. I want that for you. I want it for you. I'm going to read Romans chapter 8, verse 1. This is my closing. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I've read that scripture many times. Both, both personally and, I've, and I've, I've said it out loud to others. There's no condemnation to the Spirit. And that's what I've been saying if you're living for this world, you're not living for Jesus. If you're living for this world, then you are condemned. And death leads to the cost for that sin. Death leads to an eternal struggle with which you will never be delivered from. Death is the end of the world. Death is the end of your connection to the world. And if you do not know Jesus, death is the end of your chance to know Him. But if you know Him, if you believe and trust in Jesus, a truly believer, a true believer, is one who not only believes in Jesus Christ, but lives for Him. Is one that lives in this world not for himself, but for Jesus Christ. Everything that you do should be to further the kingdom of heaven, to increase the kingdom of God. Instead of living to live, live for Jesus. And let that love for Jesus, let it radiate through, if, if you have children, bring your children into that love now. The world's going to try to pull them away as they get older. I was pulled away. I, I was technically baptized when I was a kid, but I wasn't really saved. But that seed was planted. So when I reached a point that death wanted to grab a hold of me, God pulled me away and I was drawn back to Him and it was a much easier road because I was raised in that life. I was raised in the church. I was raised 
with a loving mother and, and grandparents and a father that all believed in Jesus. So it's able to return back to the grace, His good grace. Because I'd already knew where to go. I already knew how to get there. I just chose not to. Bring your children into this love that you have for God. Bring your wife or your husband, your spouse, into this love that you have for God. Let them bask in His glory as well as you. Your friends, your, your family members, the, the person you pass on the street, anyone you've ever seen, anyone you've ever bumped into, let everyone know that Jesus is Lord and that living a life for Him means that when we die, we're not condemned to sin. We're not condemned to, to the eternal lake of fire, to death and damnation. We're not condemned. We're, we are received. We are released from sin, freed from it, and received into heaven where God is, to go be where He is, in His very presence. Can you imagine? It says in the Bible we can't imagine. It's impossible to imagine the glory that awaits us in heaven. If you know anyone that isn't living for Jesus Christ, then, then if they die, they are condemned. Show them the way. Speak to them. If they don't want to hear it, plant that seed and God will allow it to grow. Plant that seed and then pray for them. Add them to your daily prayers. Pray that God will deliver them as you have been delivered. As I've been delivered. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this message that you've given me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me so much. You allowed me to serve you in all the ways that I have. And Lord, I pray that, that, that you continue to allow me to serve you in many more ways. Lead me. Guide me. Show me. So that I can share this truth, Jesus, with everyone that I meet, with everyone that I know, with everyone I've ever seen or even bumped into. Even, even at a distance, Lord, use me to your goodness, Lord. Use me to your love. You be praised, Lord. You be glorified. You have brought life when there was only death. You have brought light when there was only darkness. You are everlasting. And what you offer us is something undeserved. And yet, your love circumvents what we deserve. If we only believe in our hearts and truly trust in you, you have given us eternal life in heaven. And we are no longer condemned to sin upon our death. Lord, thank you so much for such an incredible and wonderful and amazing gift. Please, Lord, let every person that comes from this, that goes from this place, let them go 
and be filled by, by the love of Jesus Christ and let them share that love with everyone else. Lord, please bless us. Give us strength against evil. Give us strength against Satan himself. Give us strength and courage and wisdom and clarity, Lord, that we can see that path that you've laid before us and we can walk it. Lord, I ask all of these things humbly, thankfully, in Jesus' name, amen. I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful day and a wonderful week. God bless you.